Hey, 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 welcome to Season with Salt, the podcast. I am your host, Dominique Beaumonte, and in this episode, I talk about mentorship from the eyes of the Queen of Sheba. In 1 Kings, the 10th chapter, the Queen of Sheba is fascinated by rumors of Solomon's wisdom, so she pays him a visit. And through her visit, she learns that his wisdom is not only manifested through the words that come out of his mouth, but by the way that he carries himself and the fruit of his wisdom through his servants and the things that he owns. So, in this episode, I ask the question, how does this inform how we think about mentorship? And that's what I'm going to be rambling on for about 20 minutes. Thanks for joining What's up? This is Dominique Beaumonte, and you are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. I know it's been a while, so I want to first thank you all for hanging on with me. Thank you for the kind words that you sent saying, hey, when you're having another podcast episode, I did take a two-week hiatus. However, I am back and I have some cool things to share. Today, I wanted to talk about mentorship. Um, I think that mentorship is really important and integral to the success of a human being, whether it be in ministry or in the marketplace. And I'm weary of people who do not aspire to have a mentor or be a mentor. I'm really weary of those kinds of people. I'm also weary of people who glamorize mentorship as something that is sort of like a badge of sort of respect or honor in a way that is unhealthy because mentorship is very difficult. It's difficult to be mentored and it is difficult to be a mentor. When I reflect on all of the advice that I got or have gotten around mentorship, one thing in particular stands out to me. I'd gone to a conference and attended a session on mentorship. And in this session on mentorship, they talked about how mentors and mentees select each other. And I thought that that was very interesting because the way that we're generally taught to think is that we find someone who has the professional acumen or experience that resonates with us and aligns with who we want to be. We ask them to be our mentor, and then we're in this mentor relationship, mentee-mentor relationship, where the person just immediately begins to pour into us because of our interest in who they are. 
the reality is that is a very inaccurate definition of mentorship. And often when scenarios like these do come into practice, what we find is that the mentor uh, is not available fully to be a mentor to his or her mentee and or they are not they're doing it out of sort of a a, a response a, a humble response to the fact that someone is interested uh in them as a mentor but they don't have the capacity to actually mentor and i think it's important for us to uh, think about this reality that I was faced with at this conference where the presenter said that the mentee selection of the mentor should be as um, uh, powerful or as the mentor selection of the mentee because if the mentor wants to mentor the mentee as much as the mentee wants to be mentored, then that means that the relationship will thrive between the two. Well, what happens when you select somebody that is not available to you is that you don't get what you need. Or what happens when somebody selects you to be their mentor because of the wrong reasons. And so what they anticipate will be the outcome of the relationship is not. This is something that I thought about really deeply. And to be honest, um, I was just reading in the Bible, you know, seeing, you know, what does the Lord have to say today? And I started reading in First Kings, the 10th chapter, and I don't normally do this because this is a Christian podcast, but I try not to read verbatim from the Bible. I've tried to um, bring light to certain aspects in the Word that I think would be helpful to the listener. But today, I'm going to actually read directly from the King James Version because I want you to experience the reading in the same way that I did. And I'm talking about mentorship. And, and, and my thoughts or my concluding thoughts are going to be very brief because I didn't intend to, for this to be too long of um, an, an episode. I want you to think of this for the church saints as more of a read-on message or a read-on episode. But I also want you to consider that... Um, I want you to consider that this information that I'm providing crosses the boundaries of church and it flows even into our work relationships. It flows into our ministry relationships outside of the four walls of the church, certainly even within our family. So let me read to you. First, let me set the stage. You have um, two uh, a king and a queen, um, both from different. Uh, parts of the world, if you will. And Queen Sheba hears about the wealth and the wisdom of King Solomon. And so let's read 1 Kings, the 10th chapter, 
the first verse. And it says, And when Queen Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, we're talking about mentorship, concerning the name of the Lord, she came to prove him with hard questions. Verse 2. And she came to Jerusalem with a very great train with camels with that bear spices and very much gold and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. And Solomon told her all things. There was not anything hid from the thing which he told her not. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom, as she had seen it, and the houses that he had built, and the meat of the table, and the sitting of his servants, and the attendance of his ministers, and their apparel, and his cupbearers, and his accent by which he went up into the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. And when she said to the king, it was true report, but I heard in mine own land of thy acts and of thy wisdom, howbeit I believed not the words until I came, and mine eyes had seen it, and behold, the half was not told of me by wisdom and prosperity that exceedeth the fame for which I heard. And then this is the verse that I love, verse Eight. It says, happy are thy men, this is the queen of Sheba responding to Solomon. She says, happy are thy men, happy are these thy servants, which stand continually before thee, and that hear thy wisdom. I thought this was interesting. I thought this was interesting. And I, 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 I better hurry to admit that I don't know if I pulled out any, like, monstrosity of a sort of like nugget of anything. I just thought it was interesting that this woman who had heard about the fame or the wisdom that had been uh, disseminated and distributed, uh, demonstrated through Solomon, she wanted to meet him so that she could ask questions. And the interesting thing is that the scripture doesn't necessarily say that after she listened to him answer the questions, that she realized that he uh, uh, was a wise person. The scripture says that after she listened to what he said and she made a connection between what he said and what he had, then she realized that this man was the real deal. Now, let me tell you why that, 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 that really struck me. Because I think a lot of times, especially in this day and time, we are taught to hang on to words, right? We are taught to hang on to um, the idea that people have it all together because of what they look like or because of the appearance that they um, want other people to see and to uh, uh, respect and honor. But the scripture says that the manifestation of Solomon's wisdom in the eyes of Queen Sheba after she had spoken to him, was not necessarily what he said, but the fruit of what he said as it related to what he had. I think that that's very powerful. I think that that's very powerful. 
I think that when we're thinking about selecting a mentor, it has to be about more than what they say. There has to be a demonstration that there is fruit or there is a result of the wisdom and the and, and the knowledge that they carry, right? And so if I'm going to um, identify for a, a, a mentor for myself who is um, a member of the clergy, it would not be wise for me as a young preacher to identify someone who simply speaks well. Because, and, and I mean no disrespect to anyone, but when I think about my own trajectory, it, 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 I, I'm, I, I can listen to you speak and I can glean from your wisdom, but if after I have listened to you speak, I take inventory of the ways that your people around you respond to you. The way the Bible says that Queen Sheba, when she was reflecting on the manifestation of Solomon's wisdom, she was looking at how people sat around Solomon. She was looking at how they held the cup as a cupbearer. She was looking at, at, at how they were dressed. She, she, she was enamored by the fruit of his wisdom. And, and, and I think that it's important to us to go beyond what we hear when we are identifying people that we think are successful. And so the Queen Sheba, she, 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 she says something so powerful after she reflects on what she hears and after she reflects on the things that she sees. She essentially says to, 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 to Solomon, the people around you are so lucky because they can just sit and bask in the wisdom that you have. Wow. Now, I think it's important for those of us who, who, who mentor. For those of us who mentor, for those of us who mentor, I think it's important for us to work hard to acquire the things that represent the fruit of our uh, wisdom and knowledge and ministry. And I think it's important for us to do that for the sake of those who follow us. For those who follow us, I think it's really important for them to, to, to um, not just be taken by what we have, but by the fruit of what we have. And yes, there are power in words, but more importantly than words are what words breed, right? I was thinking a lot about uh, T.D. Jakes a couple of weeks ago because there was a lot of discussion around him, especially after the death of um, a powerful woman of God in the person of Joyce L. Rogers. She died and her national funeral was hosted at T.D. Jake's church. And he had uh, just a few words during the program. And I noticed how much of those words resonated with people. I noticed that of all the things that were uh, shared and spoken at that funeral, some of the clips and uh, communication that were being uh, made viral happened to be the words that he uttered about death. 
And I thought that to be so popular that you um, consider the, the, the affluence of T.D. Jakes where he doesn't have to be the main speaker or the only voice, but that his voice stands out among voices. And it's not really just about who he is, but it's about how we can connect who he is to what he has. And it's not just about his physical riches, because I've never been to his home. I don't know what he um, you know, how he lives as a person. But I can see the fruit of his leadership and his labor through the lives of his children. I can see the fruit of his leadership and his labor through the the, the heartfelt uh, communication and love of his wife. And so I'm saying all that to say that Mentorship has to be more than material things. I'm saying all this to say that mentorship has to be more than what we say. When we talk about leading by example, we're talking about the work ethic that it takes to be emulated, right? The work that it takes in order for someone to see what you are doing and want to do it. And I think that that's really powerful. I think we can learn something from Queen Sheba because the Bible says that she came prepared to ask Solomon hard questions. And the answer that she got was not simply in the answer that he brought to those questions, but his full self, the full manifestation of himself is what he brought to the answer of those questions. She did not only reflect on the answer to his question, but she reflected on the answer to his question, her questions, uh, in connection to what she's seen with her own eyes. That's a challenge to mentors, but it's also a challenge to mentees. All right, that's all I wanted to say today. I wanna thank you for taking the time to listen to Season with Salt, the podcast. My name is Dominique and thank you again. Have a good day. Were you blessed by this episode? Do you think it would bless someone else? It would really bless me if you share this episode with someone who you know needs assurance of God's promises. Also, I love it if you subscribe to my podcast, Season with Salt, and wrote a review. This helps us to spread the gospel even farther through podcasting. Thank you so much for listening. And remember what God's word says in Colossians 4 and 6. Let your word be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Have a great week.